0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We're at episode 134. What a week. There was a lot going on this week, so we're going to dive all into that. But before we get into it, make sure you like, subscribe, review, rate, in the podcast. You can also support. There's a link in the anchor or the wherever you're listening link to support the podcast. We love doing this every single week, giving you the news with the flavor of fun, excitement, and my own twist and take. But ladies and gentlemen... We have so much this week. There's a big news from the federal administration, from President Biden, about student loan cancellation. We'll talk about that. Markets are kind of muted, but there's a little bit of movement. We'll talk about what's driving it. So let's get into it right about now. Hey, everyone. We're back, and we're going with the current news and market update this week. So, so far... Markets right now, as we sit here on Thursday afternoon where I'm recording right before I jump on CNBC, we are a little bit up. The Nasdaq is higher, S&P is higher, the Dow's about flat. Um, and the big thing is our investors, traders, are waiting for more information at the out of the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium where the Fed Chair, Jerome Paul, is gonna speak Friday. And they're gonna be looking for clues on what Fed policymakers will do with rates coming up in September. That is the big thing that a lot of people are hanging their hat on. They're trying to decide we're mid-cycle or late-cycle. Um, And people are wondering and waiting for that. Jobless claims drifted lower um, in the week ended August. So that's another number that investors are hanging their hat on. And we're having GDP revision. um, So we showed a smaller decline in the second quarter than originally printed. Um, But there's more numbers coming out Friday in terms of personal consumption expenditures Um, and other numbers. We saw that the housing numbers are going down as the market is cooling and housing will probably continue to cool uh, for the next several months. Um, It's just been a kind of a boring August lower trading month, right? Like, that's what happens in August historically. It's just like a boring, flat, many people on vacation, traders gone, hedge fund managers gone. Boring month in August. But there isn't boring in the news cycle update, in the big news, which I did a spot on CNBC. Check my story, um, Insta story, and my Facebook story, as well as the CNBC page. I did a story on Biden's cancellation plan. Biden came through, he said, He's going to cancel 10K in student loan debt. And this is going to be uh, up for millions of people. um, So you may fit it. Um, But President Biden announced plans to cancel 10K in federal loan debt for people making under 125K a year and 20K for Pell Grant recipients. Um, The loans are granted after June 30th. um, Loans granted after June 30th aren't eligible. The plan also relieves um, loan helding parents and extends the 2020 payment freeze. Yet again, this might be the last extension of the payment freeze, but they're doing it till the 2020, uh, just till December, pretty much. Uh, but this cancellation affects, it says, most borrowers, according to higher education experts. There's 106, there's 1.6 trillion in student loan debt, and this will grant relief to about 15 million people. And they're saying 15 million people are expected to get their full debt canceled. Um, the move's forecast uh, to cost around 300 billion. It's gonna cost the government around 300 billion, which we're just throwing money around these days, so it doesn't even matter. But 300 billion could be the true cost um, to the government when These when these billions of dollars are defaulted. And it's hit a mixed response. One, he did campaign on the fact that he would He promised loan forgiveness in his campaign. He promised loan forgiveness, and they're getting ahead of midterms, and they're trying to make sure that younger voters are galvanized. And so, this is something that comes at an opportune time uh, for a lot of people, I suppose. But the critics worry that the plan will exasperate inflation, which kind of does. I mean, if you're throwing billions around, um, you know, more people spend, prices go back up. This is just um, uh, not a way to fight inflation, we'll say that much um but yeah there's just higher prices just a chicken and the egg problem um and but this is good for a lot of people out there that get this relief i think this makes sense for them um and you know it was a promised thing so it does bode well to come through on your promises um and that is what biden did peloton is going to spin um onto amazon and it's First retail partnership after it loses pandemic pr- pr- uh, traction. People seem to go to Amazon a lot. <laughs> hey, I was just, I just saw a post on CNBC and it just reminded me that Whole Foods, which me and my girlfriend now frequent like all the time since we're eating healthy. Update on that. Doing well in the 75 hard. We're on day 25, 24, I believe. And in phenomenal shape. Dropped like 10, 12 pounds already. This is great. Feeling good. Feeling healthy. Feeling viral. Vibrant. But. Peloton is not feeling so bi- vibrant, so they're jumping on to the back of Amazon. Um, and they're doing a p- partnership that this actually made the stock jump 20% because they signed a distribution deal with Amazon as its first retail partner, which I think is a good move, right? Like their retail stuff, their clothing, their athleisure, it doesn't sell as well as it should. Um, they were handling that their own, but now if they're partnering with Amazon, I think they could take the load off, they could help with supply chain, they could help with visibility. This is a good move for Peloton and they're making that move. And they lost nearly 90% of their market value over the past year. That's crazy. The company was in trouble. They're restructured. They're trying to make moves. Um, it's a positive move in seemingly a positive direction. Uh, but we'll see more when that actually comes to fruition um, and we see if you know it, it bodes well. Are you ready for some football, folks? Football is back. I've been watching a little of the preseason, not much, but hey, um, but, hey, they're kicking it off the season pretty soon. So Amazon Prime has sealed the deal with DirecTV to broadcast Thursday night football games at 300,000-plus 300 300, U.S. bars and restaurants. Um, so Amazon Prime is starting that kind of partnership tonight. There's a Thursday night preseason game. Don't even know who's playing, but it is going down tonight. Um, they're spending heavily on that football content, um, and they're going for it, and they're going for it. And It should bode well. People love football. In America, we love the game of football. Um, And guess what? Moving on to movie theater news, Regal Cinema is considering bankruptcy as fewer blockbusters hit the screen. AMC is feeling it too for the apes, but Regal Cinema is feeling it even more. Their owner, um, they're the owners of the world's second biggest theater chain. They confirmed yesterday that they plan, a couple days ago, that they plan to file for bankruptcy. Um, The shares plunged 34% on this news. They're just struggling there's not as many i mean you have the option of like sitting at home mm-hmm. and watching or going to theater and when you present people with options you just you'll have split right and so now there's just more streaming of these new i stream the new what do we stream recently we stream black phone which is great to watch at home love the movie there's other ones that will stream just right from our couch rather than go to the theater which sometimes a the theater can be cool but it's, it's just too enticing to just set up a nice home situation for yourself and watch until these companies these theater chains are feeling the blow because they're not able to entice as many people out to the theaters as they want. And then you really get their margins on the food, right? Like the movie is whatever, but people spending on the food, the popcorn, that's probably where they get their margins. And now they're just not getting that because people are at home streaming these movies um, and it's it's hard to grow that way. Um, and that they're feeling the pain, significantly feeling the pain um, in case study news. So I'll be going on you know, CNBC here in an hour and so we're going to do a little case study on one of the stocks we're watching. So if you're thinking about, um, you know, a company that has its earnings coming up, Gap is a company that we'll be talking about. And guess what? The stock is struggling. They're down over 50% year to date. Um, but, you know, it, much of this struggling could be attributed to struggling sales, which has literally caused a shakeup of management. The CEO said that he's stepping down. Um, I think he already has stepped down, but they a lot, they had a lot of issues last quarter and a lot of it was related to mismatch with inventory. They had a new campaign where it was, you know, champion in all different sizes. Um, and they built up on a lot of sizes that weren't their core sizes and those sizes didn't sell, especially on the old Navy front. So they had excess inventory, which led to discounting of the inventory on a massive sale scale and loss of sales. And of course, like every other retailer, they had large freight costs, um, in the first quarter. So it's tough first quarter. Um, but looking forward, you know, you have better management on the inventory side. You have, you know, old Navy. This will allow, you know, margin expansion, less discounting, better sales, better supply chain environments. Um, and guess what? This is a company that actually provides a dividend in a you know bearish market that sometimes is something investors like to hang their hat on, high dividend yield amongst their peers. So small little case study on gap. But next up, we'll be talking more in our next segment. Questions of the week, folks. We've been doing great at this rapid fire questions of the week. So we're gonna stick with it. Um, first one, what are your financial and life goals? Again, I, I think this is a question that actually needs answered. I'm asking people in these in perspective meetings and see if these people fit new shoot advisor group community. And a lot of people don't have an answer for it. But you have to identify your long-term objectives, you have to identify your long-term, you know goals, plans. Um, sometimes it's it doesn't matter if we're, we're close to reaching them. That's why they're long-term. You have a lot of times every, day by day to build up towards them. But you need to identify these goals and have defined plan and goals in place because then you can work backwards and work on these things. Um, you're seeing a lot of people not sure that they have that. Um, and that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Am I striking a good balance between long-term and short-term needs? Uh, that is actually a great question. It's one that I struggle to have because I'm always a long-term thinker. So I always deem the time to say everything and I still do, um, but it's like, all right, um, are you putting enough money away? But you could also think about you know, extra time to do things or being able to do stuff in the short term. You have to do stuff in the short term. Sometimes you have to sacrifice the short term for the long term, but how do you strike that balance is a thing that you have to know for yourself internally. But it is important to ask, because in the big screen of things, is like, for example, someone like a hundred dollars that can affect you. If a hundred dollars to affect you in the long term, you have bigger things to worry about than like that hundred dollars, right? You're not making enough money. That's that's not something to think about, right? Um, that that so you know, really, really you know, sit down and understand that that balance is super, super critical. Are you investing in your career? This is interesting. So what are you doing career-wise We're just different time where the market, the job market for those that are in corporate are changing. So how are you investing your career? How are you making yourself unfireable? How are you making yourself must have? Are you generating revenue? Are you generating revenue for the firm, for the company? Are you well liked politically? All stuff that I hated in corporate, I'm glad I don't have to deal with. Um, but these are questions many people may have to ask themselves. Um, or you maybe if you don't fit in, like just start your own thing. That's always an option um, and definitely bolds better. Uh, in my estimation, <laughs> living living proof of that, folks, living proof. Um, we'll stop there. We'll do a short rapid fire. I'm liking these rapid fires. Again, make sure you like, share, comment, review, share this with your friends, family, your granny. Um, let's keep this thing going. We'll talk next week.